The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the value of video creation. Joining us is Daniel Glickman, who is the CMO of Wave.Video, which is an innovative video marketing solution for creators and small businesses, allowing entrepreneurs to easily create and repurpose video content without needing huge budgets for cameras and production crews. So far this week, Daniel and I have talked about generating sales through video marketing, how to improve your B2B video effectiveness. And today we're going to talk about how to get your marketing and your creative teams to play nice and get the most out of your video production. Okay, here's the last part of my conversation with Daniel Glickman, CMO of Wave.Video. Daniel, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Glad to be here again. Excited to wrap up our conversation today. So far this week, we've talked about the channels and the reason why video is so effective. Yesterday, we talked about specifically B2B and how employee advocacy and creating live videos is becoming more and more of a trend. And at the heart of using video, you have some higher production costs than other mediums, but you can really use the content you're creating in multiple different ways. You can slim it down pretty easily and create other formats of content as well. So you can rationalize the content production costs That said, there's a process of creating videos from long format into short or from video to audio to text that requires a lot of collaboration between your marketing team and your creative team. Walk me through some of the ways that you advise companies to work well together and maximize the impact of their video production. I like to call this a video first approach. And if anybody's heard me speaking before, they know I talk a lot about this. If we just approach a problem from the angle of we keep doing what we've done before, let's just add a video on top of it, everybody suffers from it. Creative people, content people, the marketers, everybody, it's just more work and incrementally more results. But if we ask the question of what is the video we want to create and how do we build content around that, it becomes a lot easier and a lot more effective. So then you can actually bring in the creative team on the process ahead of time early on and actually move things a lot faster. Nowhere is this more obvious than with blog posts. If you want to create a blog post and add a video to it, now you have to spend the time to think of a topic, write the topic, now think of a video, create the video and add it to it. 
So now there's whole clash around it. There's a lot more. It's about triple the amount of work. But what if you thought of it the other way around? Instead of creating a blog post, think, how do we create the video first? Now you could bring in a guest speaker. They do all the thinking. They do all the talking. You transcribe that into a blog post. So the person who reads the transcription and rewrites it costs a lot less than a thinker who a domain expert, right? Because you got a domain expert for free. You write it all up. The video was much easier to produce. And now you got a bunch of different pieces of content instead of one. You got a video, you got a transcript, you got a blog post, you got a podcast out of it, perhaps. You can use the video in different ways. You could even create teasers out of that video. So many pieces of content from one at a much lower production. And you eliminated the friction between creative and content. We talked earlier this week about employee advocacy and how the content production process isn't necessarily just, I'm hiring a film crew, we're going to go create a video, and then we're going to repurpose that video into audio, and then repurpose the audio into text and sort of have the trickle-down phenomenon. Now it is, hey, everyone's going to go out and going to create their own videos. And that to me is more of a distributed model as opposed to a centralized model. When you're thinking about managing all of the content production and understanding who's doing what and who's publishing what, when video is at the forefront, if you're going video first and your entire staff is producing videos, how do you control that content production? How do you understand what's being produced and what's being launched? In this particular example, you can't control. And the wonderful thing about the video being in the hands of somebody else's brand is that you don't have to. It's their brand. They're representing you. You just need to give them guidelines. What are the basic things I need? One of the things I like to do is I like to boil down every task into the following statement. As long as it does X, Y, and Z, I will sign off on it. So as long as they are promoting videos that do promote my brand in a certain way, I will sign off on it. Let them do whatever the heck they want. It's their brand, right? Their personal brand in this case. So you have to have that flexibility. Same thing with the internal team. If we give them the freedom to try out different things, they will be able to create things faster, be more passionate about them, more authentic about them, right? This is critical in video. They have to be authentic and they will turn them out faster and have better motivation. It will be their creation, right? To do that, you have to isolate the factors that are important to the brand, to the company, performance-wise, maybe brand-wise, and just say, these are the things that we care about. Everything else, up to you. I sign off. It requires a lot of trust with your employees. Absolutely. You mentioned earlier that there was an Amazon driver that was filming what people were ordering from Amazon and was disgruntled with his job. When you trust your employees and you're giving them some basic guidelines to produce content for you, and you're essentially removing the production team and just having a marketing team, what are some of the risks that you run into and how do you control that? Well, the risks are that if you're a visionary and need a very tight brand control, you're going to have friction there between creators and management. That kind of management doesn't fit with this reality. Oftentimes people, I hear this a lot, social media managers, etc. they say, we didn't have time to wait for the brand people in the company to give us approval. We just went ahead and did it. And we hope they wouldn't never find out. Oftentimes the content disappears after 24 hours anyway. So who cares? We just didn't have time. They get very frustrated by this kind of approach where we have to dictate to you. They need to work on the spot, on the fly. They need to react to situations. A lot of the best content is content that is intuitive. It's not content that's well thought out. 
For example, on wave.video, we have a content calendar where you can look up ideas for content. Some of that you might pre-plan. We say, oh, Thanksgiving is coming up in a few months. We should start planning for that. And what kind of promotional videos should we make for it? Yes. And some of it is like, oh, I need something for today to post on the Instagram story. We just saw an example from a customer that they did something. How about I just riff on that and just post something around that? Yeah, yeah, I have an idea. And it's just kind of, and oftentimes that kind of content is the best. So, you know, I might just hop off this interview today and get on a live and say, hey, you know, I just learned something really cool from Ben Shapiro. He had me for three episodes, not one. How smart was that? Genius. <laughs> right? So that's the kind of stuff where, you know, if I thought out and planned it, it would never come out, but that's gold. So you have to be willing to work to get those fruits. You have to give the power to your people. And the safety mechanisms come into place during hiring. Are the people trustworthy? Are the people sort of on the same vibe with you? Do they get it? Do the kind of content they want to create, they naturally gravitate to? Is it kind of in line with what the company needs? Right? If somebody's very negative or cynical with their content, is that something that matches your brand profile? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Yeah, I think that employee advocacy is an important medium and understanding what your employees are posting on your brand's behalf obviously matters. And having clear guidelines for what is appropriate, what are the rules, also having a calendar and making sure that the people that are posting content on your behalf are actually content and happy. It actually not only talks about what your hiring practices are, but what your employee retention policies are. You know, what are you doing to make sure that everybody that's talking on behalf of your brand is doing it from an authentic and heartfelt place as opposed to having their arm twisted into producing Instagram live videos to help sell your B2B products. And remember that they're going to be talking about your product well after the time that they are your employees. So they'll be keep going on and talking about you and your product and what it was like working with you and the company culture. I still talk about my previous employer 
and I actually ended up on stage at uh, Etail East, and I just happened to run into somebody who said, Daniel, we need your help. We Our speaker didn't show up. Can you go on stage and talk about something I frankly had no knowledge about? And I got up and made it work. It was good. It was a good talk. And I was glad to go there and mention my previous employer, which made a lot of sense. I was proud of it. So I did it in a positive way. Had I not been proud of it, I might have said, no, I, I don't know about that too much. You know, I'd be like, I'd mention something I am passionate about. So that's the reality working. But that's not just about employee advocacy. It's also about the internal working. For the creative team and marketers always have friction by definition. Their creative team want everything to be perfect and look good. And the marketers want things to grab attention and convert. These two don't often go hand in hand. Marketers are also under tremendous strains of time and lack of resources. Ain't that the truth? Absolutely. It's only increasing. Designers don't feel that kind of stress. They usually feel like, we're going to take the time to do this right. That's our job. So these two cultures clash. So putting them together and saying, I'm going to be hands off this project. I'm not going to dictate how things just have to be. I'm going to dictate what are my goals for the project. And I will accept anything that achieves the following goals. You've got three days to get it done. And whatever you do, I'll be happy with as long as it meets the following goals. It's a very trusting approach. I think that just in the same way that employee advocacy requires understanding the relationships and maintaining them, the connection between your content team and your marketing team is something that also requires a lot of management and making sure that the design or the creative team understands the purpose of what they're creating and then giving them the constraints of this is how many days, here's the message we want to get across, providing as much clarity as possible in terms of what the intended goals are and then getting the F out of the way is the advice that I would have when you're trying to get your marketing team and your creative teams to get along. Yes. Now, oftentimes you can flip the roles in the creation process. So usually videos are created by the designers, right? They manage it. But what if the marketers create the video, hand it over to the designers, say, hey, can you clean this up for me? More often than not, the designers say, oh yeah, that's actually quite good. Let me just do a little bit of work on this for you. And both sides are very happy. So as long as they're included, they want to help. If you come in and say, this is how it has to be, they're like, nope. Turning the student into the teacher. That's exactly it, right? But it works. It really does work. And if I need to create a video post that's going to have a shelf life of a day and 30 people are going to see this and I want as many people to react to it, I don't want the designer to sit down for two days and build something gorgeous. I don't mind if it's even a bit sloppy. I just needed to do the job because it's how much time is that worth for me? If I make X dollars an hour, I need to spend only X, you know, half an hour on this thing. I, I need to get it done. So if I just make something, walk over to the designer that sits in a few, a few desks away from me or send it over to them on Slack and say, hey, what do you think of this idea? I got to send this out in half an hour. Can you help me make this the best it can be? The creativity that comes up there under stress is actually quite powerful. And if they know that they're not going to be yelled at because it's not some kind of something that somebody else wanted, but it's like, good job. You got something out in time. Later in the week, let's take a look at all the stuff you made and think, you know, within the constraints that you're working, we really love what you do. Can we help you make it better? When they know that that's the kind of feedback they get, they're happy and they want to work more. If the feedback is, why didn't you listen to the designer and do it exactly as supposed to be? Or why is this not pretty enough? Or why is this not done fast? 
then people shut down. They don't want to be creative. I can hear every designer friend of mine saying, that's the goal. You want to make your designer happy. In reality, you have to work together to set the criteria and make sure that you're keeping the lines of communication open. That's it. That's all it takes. Daniel, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us the real real about video production and about how to make your design and your creative teams work well together. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. By the way, if anybody's interested in Wave.video, it's a marketing platform for anybody who needs to create or host or repurpose videos. You can check it out at Wave.video. And if you like it, you can have a 50% off. I have a coupon exclusive for the MarTech podcast, and it is WXA underscore MarTech, all caps, all one word, WXA underscore MarTech. And I'm sure Ben will put it in the show notes for you. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much, Daniel. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Daniel Glickman, CMO of Wave.Video, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Daniel, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is CMO Confessor, C-M-O-C-O-N-F-E-S-S-O-R, or you could visit his company's website, which is Wave.Video. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, or you could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap. B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.